Well, I guess it's better late than never is the old saying I can use here. Uh, I am back here now with the September update for the Market Bottom series. And it's a tad late this year. We've had a tremendously busy September. We've had lots of friends visiting, lots of family visiting. Very good, uh, enjoyable, fulfilling month. Uh, but we're kind of getting back more into the routine now. So the, this is the continuation of the series I started last year. And it is the six indicators I'm following to sort of give us a clue as to you know, what we can expect in the markets and uh, started back with had the market bottomed at the uh, near the end of last year. Uh, in this series, I assess the data, I use history as a guide, and uh, yeah, we can go from there. For those of you who follow us all the time here, uh, you're familiar with the series. Uh, by the way, uh, we have launched our newsletter. This is a weekly newsletter I'm putting out, it's called The Pulse. Uh, I will put a, a link in the description of this video if you'd like to follow uh, follow that and get a weekly update there. So I'll get you, encourage you to sign up for that. Now, as of the last update, which was the end of August, you will recall that we had seen a slight decline in the markets. If we look at the chart here, you can see a little bit choppiness in the month, but at the end of the uh, end of the month, pretty much all the major indices had dropped slightly. Well, since then, it hasn't been pretty, as we probably are all aware. We see all of the major indices down into negative territory uh, over the month of September around 4%, 5% ish, all the way down to almost 7% in the TSX. If we extend that line out to a one year, we can see some mixed results there. We see mostly up, uh, but we've seen a, a big, a bit of a surge starting back in May. We're seeing some pullback as we've seen recently in those, uh, in those major indices. Now, last update, or actually back in July, in my update, a question I asked at the time was, what would have to happen to see these four major indices get back to their lows. I'll throw the table up here and you can see this column here. It shows the gains that we had seen at the time since the, the lows of last year. And then the percentage drop that would be needed in order for us to get back to those lows. And so, you know, we're, we're nowhere close to that yet, but you can see if we look at those major indices since the date I published that table, you can see the drawdown in each of those. So the TSX is kind of actually getting relatively close to what we saw there. The other major indices are down, uh, but not nearly uh, close to there. So I think that's kind of interesting and it will be interesting to follow those and see uh, you know, where we go from here. Uh, but the purpose of this video, what are, what's happening today? So I'm gonna start with the first metric that I look at every month called the yield curve. And I do look at the yield curve inversion. What I look at here uh, is the US 10 year versus the US three month. And I look at the US 10 year versus uh, the two year. Um, the key to this, of course, is that when we have historically seen these yield curves, um, it's a precursor to a recession. Uh, when we see these yield inversions, rather, it's a precursor to a recession. And if we haven't seen those come back up into positive territory yet, at minimum, uh, we're, we could expect to see a correction in the market. Um, but uh, sort of in a worst case scenario, we would go back to those, those lows we saw last year. So when we looked at this last month, this is the chart that we looked at where we could see uh, both of those uh, yield curves were still quite well into negative territory. Now, a lot has happened over the last month and the uh, the narrowing trend is continuing here. It's a pretty strong move this month. We've seen both of those yields moving back up towards neutral and at some point, of course, they will again go into positive territory. That's the key here. The yield curves have historically gone positive first, then we see the market bottom. So, you know, I, 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 I would love to think that we've seen the worst of this, but when I'm just using these metrics, and remember, that's kind of the purpose of this series. It isn't to... Uh, inject a whole bunch of subjectivity. It's, it's more uh, looking back at, at history and, and these charts will kind of tell us the story. Um, if you are new to the series, if you go right back to the first, there is a, there is a playlist um, showing this and you go back and it goes into more detail as to historic events and what has happened uh, in these cases here. But uh, with the yield curve inversion, um, 
until we get back well into the positive territory, it's a precursor to a recession, a market drop. So I'm going to say these are telling me no. Uh, and in fact, even though we've gone back up closer to neutral, that's only confirming that we're no and that the worst is yet to come. Now, uh, when I look at moving averages, that's the second metric here. I look at the S&P 500 uh, versus its 200-day uh, exponential moving average. And with the last update, you can see the blue line here. It had for quite a while, it had sustained itself up above the, the orange line, which is the moving average. Last uh, couple of times ago, it prompted me with this sustained elevation above that moving average. The, you know, the fact that it was able to maintain itself there. I'd uh, changed my... Uh, prediction, if you will, or my, my assessment to a soft yes, saying, yeah, this looks like we may be uh, in a bull market. Let's look at that today. Well, just the other day, we broke down below that moving average. So um, the, the, the big question now is like, are we going to continue to see a downward trend? Um, it's kind of, you know, if, if you're a bull, it's kind of disappointing to see that drop below because it is a technical uh, crossover point there. Um, last month, like I say, I said, yes, this month is telling me that maybe not so fast. Maybe we saw, well, we did see a strong bull market and maybe we got a little bit ahead of ourselves there. So uh, if I'm doing this for my own purposes here, I'm changing that back to uh, a maybe. Uh, you know, the, these um, these indicators, my, uh, my verdicts on each of these will change. Uh, you know, it might seem kind of weird. Like if I said last month, yes, and this month I'm saying, well, maybe, well, why did you change your mind? Well, I'm just going by these, these signals. So uh, like, again, I'm trying to remove as much subjectivity as possible and just looking at the numbers. So for this month, I'm going to say uh, that we're back into the maybe camp when it comes to this metric. Now, volatility uh, is the next index. And we look at the, the VIX to uh, measure that. Now, in August, we saw that VIX maintain itself well below that rough average of about 20 uh, over the long term. It was around 14 and a half at the time. Well, because of what we've seen recently, not surprisingly, we do see over the past month that there has been a noticeable change um, upward. Um, still, nothing, not a spike per se. Still, the market seems quite comfortable with everything out there, but uh, you know, we definitely have seen a change here. Uh, last month, my verdict here was a very, very soft yes. I thought, well, maybe this had been an exception to the rule, maybe we won't see that spike that we typically have seen. Uh, today, again, I'm not so sure about that. Trying not to let the, the most recent market uh, volatility influence my decision there, uh, but I, I, I think we still need to see that spike. So for this month, I'm just gonna leave that um, as a very, very cautious yes, and I wanna see more data in the months to come to see how that might shape uh, my uh, prediction on what's happening here. Now, the fourth metric we use is the U.S. jobless claims, and, and we're looking for the jobless claims to, to fall. I mean, these are people who are applying for unemployment insurance, and so we, we obviously, if there's a lot of people uh, applying there, it's not a good sign for the economy in general. Um, there's been a lot of very conflicting um, job news coming out of the U.S., but that's for another video. Um, starting uh, October last year through April of this year, we did see that slow uptick each month. Uh, more recently, we've seen a, a flattening and now a gradual decline. And we can see if we look at the chart today, that gradual uh, decline, almost flat, um, has continued on the orange line here, which is the U.S. continuing jobless claims. Now, we also look at um, initial claims. So if we look at August, this is the numbers there, quite a bit of you know, ups and downs for the, um, for the case there. Now, starting in September, we do see a noticeable decline 
um, in the initial job claims. In the most recent Department of Labor news release, this is what they have to say. They say, in the week ending September 23rd, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 204,000, an increase of 2,000 from the previous week's revised level. So we did see a slight, a slight uptick there. However, when we look at the four-week moving average, they say the four-week moving average was 211,000, a decrease of 6,250 from the previous week's revised average. So my interpretation here, we are seeing that relatively flatness um, of the continuing claims. However, we are seeing on the initial claims, we're seeing that moving average uh, come down. Last month, my verdict was a maybe on this. I, I do really want to see more of an obvious, obvious or a sustained decline on that. Um, today, uh, I'm going to leave that at a maybe. I'm going to say based on the moving average, um, we might be seeing this coming down here. And it kind of reminds me um, that this type of a metric is, is like a ship turning, not a speedboat, right? It, it, it takes a while for the actual uh, pivot to take place. And so for the meantime, we're watching this. I'm seeing, mm, let's see where things go over the next little bit here. So I'm calling that a maybe. Now, the fifth metric that we look at is called the Baltic Dry Index in the BDI. And with the last update, we'll look at the chart from last month. We were still very much trading in a range. Well, since then, there has been a very material change. We can see a very uh, noticeable increase there. Now, what I like to do each month is throw up some of the latest headlines when it comes to this metric. And when we look at last month, the, the headline was from August the 29th. And the headline was Baltic Dry Index Logs Worst Week in More Than Two Months. Well, since then, it has been a whole series of positive headlines. We look at uh, September 13th, the BDI hits over three-month high. September 15th, BDI logs best week in over six months. If we look at September 25th, BDI rises to over four-month high. And then finally, on September the 27th, the BDI scales the 11-month peak. So we really see here uh, what could be the start of a trend. Uh, there's some noticeable changes. Now, these are always very fickle. And uh, as always, I like to see more than one month of the positive news here. So my, my verdict last month was a maybe. I'm going to leave that where it is right now. Uh, there's some some positive signs here. And, you know, as I always say, these are six metrics I'm looking and none of them can be taken in isolation. They all form a picture like pieces of a puzzle until you put them together, then uh, you, you don't really form that picture. So um, I'm, I'm uh, categorizing this as a maybe uh, for this month's report. Now, the, f the sixth metric that we look at um, is the PMI, Purchasing Managers Index. And um, this is another inflation-related index, right, or inflation-related metric. And obviously, uh, we want the uh, manufacturing sector to be expanding. And when we look back to last month, we saw the PMI came in at 46.4. That was July. Now, in August, there was a slight tick up, 47.6 is the most uh, recent number that's come out. And this is encouraging. And if we look at the Institute for Supply Management's website, this is what they say. They say the US manufacturing sector contracted in August as the manufacturing PMI registered 47.6%, a 1.2 percentage points higher than the reading of 46.4% uh, back recorded in July. And this is a reminder, even though the number went up, it's still below 50. So it is still signifying a contraction, but just not quite as severe as the previous month. Um, in their commentary, they note that this is the 10th month of contraction and a continuation of the downward trend that began in June of 2022. That trend is reflected in the manufacturing PMI's 12-month average falling to 47.8%. So there is this a slight tick up, but another slight decline overall 
in that moving average. And, you know, I would argue in their, their commentary here on the term continuation. And um, yes, there is a, a continuation of the downward trend in the moving average. However, when we look at this chart, we can see in the last few months, there has been um, a, a, an uptick in the actual manufacturing. So in other words, not quite as bad of a slowdown. So I see that, you know, somewhat as a as a positive um, aspect there. However, it is still the 10th straight month uh, of decline. So, uh, you know, I always ask the question, how can that be good? Um, last month, um, I asked the question, remember the markets were still pretty hot and I asked, um, are the markets reflecting reality? And I wonder with what we've seen recently, if the answer today is uh, it is, you know, is, we're seeing here um, that uh, it's starting to to come back to to more normal levels, I guess, given uh, all the, the valuations issues that we have out there, the concentration in what has been moving the markets. And uh, so when it comes to PMI, uh, last month I said, no, it's it's not giving me strong signals yet that we are, have seen the worst and my uh, my verdict this month continues to be no. So when we look at these in aggregate, the yield curve is telling me no. Uh, the moving average is telling me maybe. Uh, the VIX, a cautious, cautious yes right now. Uh, jobs, maybe. A Baltic dry index, maybe. And the PMI is telling me no. So at the end of the day, we have one yes, cautious yes that may, as it may be. We have uh, three maybes and we have two no's. So what do you think? What is your thoughts? Have, have the recent market to you know, drop, has that affected your opinion on this at all? Uh, as I've said for the last year, kind of sadly, I suppose, there's still not enough evidence to convince me that we have in fact seen the worst of it yet. And I recognize that's not necessarily a popular opinion. We, you know, I, I'm, an, I'm an investor, I want the markets to go up, but I realize that they don't always go in one direction. Uh, as always, please do not rely on this information alone. Use this as a, a, an arrow in your quiver as you formulate your uh, investment decisions. A reminder on Mondays and Wednesdays, I do have a new segment that comes out. So I'd like you to check that out. There's a playlist on our on our YouTube channel. We have the newsletter Pulse. I will again put the description or put the, uh, the link in the description of this video here. Uh, I'd love to have you sign up for that and we can connect with you every weekend. Uh, we cover the latest trending business news and I will uh, put the playlist for that in here as well. Uh, as always, I do uh, remind you there is our investing academy. I will also put a link for that in the description of this video. So thank you so much for watching this video. Uh, I will see you in the next video and I'll have the next uh, video in this series out uh, before the end of October.